It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. You know, my oldest daughter is 28, and one day she won a, a fish at the fair. I think she was I want to say she was probably about eight, nine at the time. She won a goldfish at the fair. And after about three months, it was pretty obvious the fish was not going to make it overnight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the internet wasn't what it is today, but I got on America online and I I, uh, got connected and found out, you know, what's the symptoms of a fish about to die. And this fish had all the symptoms. So I set her aside and I said, honey, I'm sorry. This fish is probably not going to be around in the morning. No, dad, God will take care of it. You just watch. I'm like, okay, honey, I believe you. By golly, that fish lived for three years. <laughs> that fish lived for three years. Yeah. Great. I did a sermon on that one. It's called Goldfish Faith. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Coming okay. to the Lord like a child. Yeah. Oh, I, I, she doesn't remember. But I love to tell her that story. Oh, yeah. She still doesn't remember doing it, but yep. So, guys, what do you think about the Holy Spirit? I love the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy, <laughs> yeah, the Holy Spirit's our guide, right? Yeah, that's one of the terms used for him. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing that, uh, seeing it a lot. And I guess I just took for granted, sometimes I take for granted the things that God has taught me over the years. And I just assume that everybody knows and not everybody understands the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And one thing I, I do want to say this, when I first started going to church regularly, I would go to, I went to church in my early 20s, kicking and screaming. But when I started wanting to go and started going regularly, the first day I went in 1994 was the day of Pentecost. Mm. And the church that I went to, they were celebrating the birthday of the church. So I just said, oh, okay, well, Pentecost is the birthday of the church. Mm. I don't believe that anymore. I, I The church has been around for a long time. We may not have called it that we might not have called it the ecclesia you know back in the old testament days obviously that's a greek word but and the holy spirit did not come just on the day of pentecost you know mm -hmm. as, as i started reading the bible like i see god's spirit came upon moses god's spirit came upon david god's spirit came upon a prophet you know not one of that had a book in the bible i can't remember his name micaiah i think maybe that's what it was Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, I'm seeing all this. And I'm like, what? I thought the Holy Spirit didn't come until Pentecost. So I asked God, and wow, did he teach me that mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, he took me first back to Genesis chapter one, let us make man in our image. Mm -hmm. I go, oh, so that's more than just God and, you know, the Father and the Son. That's the Holy Spirit too. And so that got me on the road at one point, I, I haven't really done it so much since, but I'm thinking I might pick it up again, start teaching more on the Holy spirit. But there was a few years 
um, you know, several years ago when I just was just on fire for teaching about the Holy Spirit because he's misunderstood. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. even even further back, right? Like even at creation. Oh, yeah. The Spirit, yeah. The spirit hovered over the waters, right? And yeah. so he's involved in creation. And, and so the Holy Spirit is extremely important. And I'm going to submit very clearly I don't think we can live for the Lord at all, except the Holy Spirit mm. is with us. I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. We have the ability to do so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not Calvinists. We're not throwing out the total depravity thing here. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I do agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that's part of where Jesus says, you know, apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. But then he expresses, there's so much expression that Jesus talks about. He's like, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I will send to you the Holy Spirit, the comforter. And he will, and and he, and Jesus tells us what he's going to do. He's going to teach yeah. us all things that Jesus taught us. And so, uh, and, and again, apart from him, we can do nothing. So I don't, I don't think, except the Holy Spirit move on us, I don't think we really can experience god or understand god or learn anything from god (laughs) i think the holy spirit does all of that even salvation when we invite christ in it's the spirit of the lord that comes in and quickens us yes yeah it's the trinity yes Mm -hmm. he's the he's he is a part of the trinity right and and you know there's another concept that's sometimes really difficult for people to understand but um, because we're individual, we're one, you know, and, but the whole, the, but God, the whole Trinity is the father, son and Holy spirit. And so mm-hmm. I guess that's part of why, you know, like I was saying before we started recording, we all have a, a father on earth, a biological father. We can't be born without a biological father. Only one time. Was someone born without a human father, and he hasn't done it again since then. So, because there's no need, but we all have a father, so we can understand that concept. Jesus was human; he was flesh. We can, you know, whether he looked like what Hollywood says he looks like, I don't think so, or what the chosen says he looks like. It doesn't matter. We see a human being; we know human. We can relate to that. But man, spirit, where is he? He's, you know. I, I can't remember exactly how it is in, in John chapter three, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he says, you know, the wind blows and you don't know where it comes from. You know, he's, he's to me, he's talking about the Holy Spirit there, you know, because you, you can't see him, but he's there. And yeah, he's, you're absolutely right, Robert. We can't do anything apart from him, from him. And he glorifies God, mm-hmm. takes us and glorifies God through us. So, oh, yes. very important. All the fruit, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, he there you go. Yeah. He develops God's character in us, right? His character in us. Yeah. He de- and he gifts us to be able to edify the believers and also continue to work in God's kingdom. So not only do you get the fruit of the Spirit, but you also have the gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, we see this and we, we see this happening. And by the way, just, you know, as we were... Uh, talking about you know john three the word pneuma uh, mm-hmm. is that word for for spirit and mm-hmm. wind it's it's actually right. the same word 
And the only way to tell the difference is context. And so like, and it, but it literally is that same word. And so the, the Hagia Numa would be the Holy Spirit. But it's interesting that they use the word breath for that mm -hmm. because God breathes into mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. life. And so it's almost that same concept, right? Breathing in and out, that breath of life. And so the Holy Spirit is, is that breath, right? That quickening, that life. And so mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's a lot of concept here about who he is and how he operates. And it's a lot like the wind, right? And unless, unless you're seeking the spirit's movement, unless you seek out and see the effects of what he's doing, like the, the Holy Spirit is completely different than the son, as you were mentioning, like you, you're not going to, like they could walk around with Jesus. You could touch him. You could feel him, right? You could see him. You could mm -hmm. hear him. But the Holy Spirit has a total different understanding here. Like you have to be uh, aware of his presence. You have to be aware of what he's doing by seeing the effects of what he's doing, uh, according to John 3. Right. And so so just very interesting. You, you can't feel the spirit, you know, tangibly. Mm -hmm. You can't see the spirit. Right. You, you can't. It's it's such a different understanding that. If and and kind of put it in this way, like as we've been talking before with like the kingdom, the kingdom of God, Jesus told us the kingdom is at hand. Like it's, it's right here. So literally, as we're sitting here talking, it's at hand. This the spirit of God is here. Mm -hmm. And yet, if we did not seek him, we would totally miss him. Because mm -hmm. the spirit is very subtle. But extremely powerful. All creation power, but completely humble. Mm. Right, so, you said something so important. Unless we seek Him, and that is something that I have found in my life that, you know, I um, I said like sometimes I feel like I take for granted what God has taught me, but when I look back. He's taught me what he's taught me because I sought him out. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't, I agree. We cannot receive salvation apart from the Holy Spirit quickening in us to, you know, take the sacrifice that Jesus made and make it real in us. But he won't do that unless we seek him. He'll nudge us. He'll guide us. He'll direct us to it, but we have to make that choice. And, and, you know, in Jeremiah 29, he says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And it's so important. And people will shy away from God altogether and say, you know, I've done too much or God doesn't love me. Or, oh my gosh, just seek him and find out. Yeah. Let him reveal who he is to you because that's what he wants to do. He wants you to know him, but he's not going to force you. No, and there's a lot of Christians, and we we kind of talked about this briefly off off before we started recording. There's a lot of Christians that we we know that that really don't understand or believe in in anything spiritual. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, when when you really put it put thought into it and understand what we're talking about, you know, there's a I know a lot of Christians who uh, good friends of mine. You know, they believe in the Lord. They believe that there was a man named Jesus who was our savior who died for our sins 
but that's really as far as they want to go. And so you guys were talking earlier about the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit has, was with God from the beginning. Now I agree, but the Holy Spirit came at a different level at Pentecost. And that's because Jesus came to the earth and, you know, God wanted us to have, if we accepted it, to your point, if we accept it, we can have the Holy Spirit live within us, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It comes at a whole different level. And a lot of people don't understand that. And a mm -hmm. lot of people don't ask for it. And a lot of people don't want it. Because a lot of people are, um, here's a technical term, they're freaked out by it. I, I've yeah. got good friends that they're just, you know, if we start talking about the Holy Spirit, if we start talking about um, any of the Pentecostal stuff, like, you know, they, they just get freaked out. Like, no, 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 no. This isn't, this isn't, you know, the Christianity that I like this. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I like, you know, the good yeah. Lord and I pray to the good Lord and, you know, you know, I, I lay me down to sleep and, you know, all those cute, cute little prayers that people pray. But, you know, the we've got spiritual warfare all around us. Okay. You know, like the Fulcrum Center with Ian, he, you know, he's done a lot of spiritual warfare workshops, uh, you know, and there's tons and tons of pastors out there and ministers talking about this and teaching about it because it's a real thing. You know, spiritual warfare is for real. And, you know, uh, the, the Holy Spirit is our guide through it, you know. So uh, there's a lot of there, we could talk for 12 hours about all these things. But the, it's important for people to to number one just not be freaked out by it. it. It's there. You just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's there. You know, there's things in this world you can't see. Uh, you know, radio signals, cell phone signals. Okay, P everybody's got a cell phone. Pick up your cell phone and 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 look all around. Do you see the signal that's going in and out of there that causes your text messages and your phone calls and stuff to come through and your internet to come through your cell phone? You can't see it. Well, the Holy Spirit's no different, okay? The Holy Spirit is all around us, you know? The, the demonic is all around us. You know, there's angels all around us. Just read Phil's book. He'll explain it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but we can't be freaked out about it. It's a It's a reality. You know, it's just, you know, science with their physical limitations can't touch it. You can't touch it. You can't smell it. You can't feel it. But yeah, it's just, there. It's absolutely there. And 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 I think the, it's important for Christians to realize that. Yeah. And I, th I think I've got so many thoughts going on in my head and I'm going to try to tone those down. <laughs> I'm just thinking about so many things that you said that were so mm -hmm. important right there. Yeah, I, I think we have to realize um, ignorance is not bliss. No, that's mm. my brother. Just because, <laughs> just because you try to just because you don't know something doesn't mean it can't harm you or that you don't know about it doesn't mean somehow you're safe. The reality is like Christians who aren't um, actually understanding the Holy Spirit are actually missing the kingdom. Jesus actually said to the woman at the well. Right. It, she's an example of trying to live a life without the spirit. Mm. She, she's she's trying to live a life according to religion. And she's very frustrated about it. Right. Because Jews are saying one thing, Samaritans are saying another. And so she's frustrated at Jesus because he's a Jew. 
Right. And so she's she's expressing to him all these things. And Jesus told her, right, she's asking a theological question. She's like, well, how am I supposed to live? I can't go and get, you know, salvation because I'm not allowed in the temple. I'm an adulterous person. What am I supposed to do? Right. These kind of things. If you watch The Chosen, she kind of brings it out that way. Mm -hmm. Right. And the reality is like Jesus expresses to her that there's a there's something else. God is seeking worshipers. But if you worship, you must worship in spirit and in truth. And so the so there's a danger here for believers who are saying the spiritual world freaks me out. Therefore, I don't want to touch it. But you you have to. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so it, so the danger is saying, well, if it freaks me out, I'm going to step away from it. It can freak you out all you want, but that doesn't mean you're not affected by it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the danger yeah. is that you're going to be affected by something you don't understand and you choose not to not to understand. <laughs> and see, there's a danger here because that same believer who says, well, I'm freaked out by the spirit. And I'm a firm believer. Look, I, I'm a firm believer. If Jesus stepped into the church and I'm, I'm even I'm a Pentecostal. If he stepped into my church, I think he'd freak me out about some things that he does. Right. I mean, he that if you read what Jesus did, man, it is it's like, whoa, I don't even understand that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. And so like that doesn't fit my theological <laughs> mind. Right. Like and so uh, we would see those kind of things because there's spirit involved. Mm -hmm. but we got to be careful because we'll look at somebody in the world and we'll say, well, if you try to solve your problems apart from the spirit of God, apart from God, you're a humanist. And then we have believers that are doing the same thing when they reject the Holy spirit or they're freaked out by it. Yeah. That was kind of my whole point for bringing this up was what you just said that, you know, there's these two extremes and we got to be balanced in the middle. That's what, you know, Chad's always saying, be balanced. We got to be balanced in the middle. And let me prove your point, Robert, that you can be affected by something you can't see. And I, I guarantee you, no one's going to do this. Go get a butter knife from your kitchen and stick it in a wall socket. You can't see that electricity. Why not do that? Oh, but you believe it's there, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or you see a down power line. You aren't going to go near it because mm -hmm. you know that it's real. And you, but why not believe the Holy Spirit when it, that is much greater than that electricity and much more powerful than that electricity and can take your life a lot quicker than that electricity or can save your life from that electricity? Yeah. And, and let's be honest, like if the scripture tells us about it, see, it's another, like if you're, you got to make the determination that there's something I had to do a long time ago that man, God really, he kind of disciplined me about this because I would read some things in scripture and I'd be like, well, I like this part. Yeah. And I read other things. I go, well, I don't like this part or <laughs> I don't understand this part. And God basically told me, he's like, look, just because you don't like this and just because you don't understand this doesn't mean it's not me. Exactly. And just because you don't like or understand it doesn't mean that somehow you should ignore it or, yeah. you know, that, that, you know, you should change it to fit what you want. Mm -hmm. See, I, I'm not allowed to do that with scripture. I either have to take it all in 
take everything God says, even if I don't understand it, even if there's things I don't, you know, that I'm not, that I don't even like to read, like, like, I'm like oh, no, I don't like this part, right? But I still have to take it all in, all or nothing, because it's God's word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what we do with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. especially when people are, you know, they get really concerned because the spirit world is so strange to us. We go, well, I don't, I don't really want that part. And it's like, you don't have that option. Right. Right. That's because, because then you're making, you're, you're choosing to not believe something God has, has uh, clearly said. And there's, there's people that I have met where they'll be like, oh, I can see where the scripture says this. And I understand it says this. And I believe that that's what it says, but that's not for me. And it's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Can you can you fall on that end result, right? Can you fall on that end result? <laughs> you know, and there, I, I fell into that same trap. You know, I would get to genealogies like First Chronicles. Eight, nine chapters of genealogy. I was like, God, why am I reading this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he said to me one day, more or less, he said, just read it. And, you know, I have read that I don't know how many times now. I still don't understand it all, but I started picking out names. So, wait a minute. I've seen this name before somewhere. So, it's the Holy Spirit's working in me. To, I still don't have the full grasp of it. But if you ignore it, you're not going to have that, that, uh, that encounter with God through the Holy Spirit. That if you do read it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just toss it aside like I did the first time I read the Bible. Like, I ain't reading all that. God's like, okay. But the second time, read it. Third time, re- read it. Fourth time, oh, now you understand a little bit more. And there's more than just the first Chronicles. There's all kinds of places where it's very repetitive. But the more you read it, you're having an encounter with God and the Holy Spirit's teaching you. The more you give to him, the more you get back. All right, I got a question. Yeah. When we pray, when we when we pray and we we hear from the from the Lord, are we hearing from the Lord or are we hearing from the Holy Spirit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you can't separate the Holy Spirit from the Lord. You know what I mean? Because he is the Lord. The Father is the Lord. Jesus is the Lord. Um, help me out here, Robert. It's the Trinity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's that comes. It's it's a. It, there are so many paradoxes in Scripture, right? And so we we look at a paradox, and it's a a paradox is a seeming contradiction. How can how can three be one? Yeah. One be three, right? And and lots of people have tried to explain this and tried to understand. But you're trying to. Let's be honest. I'm taking finite words. Yeah. Finite yeah. understanding trying to explain an infinite God who has revealed himself by accommodating himself, right? Accommodating yeah. us. Yes, yes. Humbling himself into our language, taking the infinite, the only one that could do it, right? God's trying to take the infinite and humble himself enough to put it into our language mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. express to us who he is. Well, what does that look like? The Trinity. Yes. And so, and so that's what, and, and there's so many ways that I have heard this explained before. And at at every point, 
any analogy you use is going to fail because it's always a finite analogy. You're yeah. trying to use a, uh, you, you got to explain an infinite God. And that's the, the thing Lord, about faith. The Son, the Holy Spirit, they're all one. Yeah. They're all the Lord and yet distinct. And yes. Very important that they are distinct. Yes. And I've heard several different ways. And I, and to be honest, I think it's almost relational how how it relates to us how we relate to him so so you almost have that and i don't want to be functional because that's heresy right i don't want to be you know, sure sure like yeah. god changes it's not modal it's not like god right. changes from right. the father right. to the son to the whole he's right. all three at the same time throughout eternity but but how he, how i relate to him is different like so so the father is who i'm praying to but I'm praying to him through salvation because of the son who died for me. But when I received the son, I received the Holy Spirit. Because I don't want a six foot Jewish man ripping my chest open to climb into my heart. Right. Like I need something else. Right. So, you, you know, think he was that tall? So, so, right. So. So it's kind of like, well, how can Jesus, who is limited, who is limiting himself to Israel, how can he be everywhere? Well, the Holy Spirit. Yes. Well, who's the Holy Spirit? Well, he's Jesus. And the Father. And the Father, yes. And so it's like, and so, you you know, it's, again, it's, there's no way we're going to be able to explain, I don't think ever, I don't think we're ever going to be able to fully explain God because we're always going to be finite. Even when we're resurrected, even when we're, mm. we're still going to have a limitation. And, and I don't think we'll ever be able to fully explain the Lord. And I think what, I think what we see is just the magnificence of God in this, that he's all three yet distinct. So yes, it is not wrong to say that the father and Jesus are one. It's not wrong to say that the Holy Spirit and the Father are one or that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. It's not wrong to say that they're distinct. And it's not wrong to say that this is the Lord. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, Robert, I want to add to what you said, because this is something I've thought of for a long time. And, you know, I can't really prove it with the Bible, but it makes a lot of sense. And that is that, you know, you say we're never fully going to know. And I believe that's because God wants us to live by faith because in heaven we'll be living by faith unhindered with from not hindered by sin. And if we weren't hindered by sin right now, we would truly understand what faith is. And that's what will be in heaven. And we will accept and live by faith, but without fully knowing or comprehending all that God is because he is yeah. incomprehensible, but we will understand it and grasp it because of faith, not hindered by sin. The, the only, the only being that can understand the creator is the creator. It's the creator. Right. There's, there's no other, being, and there's only one. Right. So there's literally no other being in the universe that can understand the creator unless god somehow could would create a, another creator or that somehow there would be another creator which wouldn't make any sense uh right <laughs> then then 
Yeah, but otherwise, there's no other being in the universe who will ever be able to fully understand or comprehend an omniscient being who's omnipresent yeah. and um, you know, all powerful. And we're, it's just not going to happen. I often kind of explain like this: if you if you uh, see where the seraphim are worshiping the Lord, mm -hmm. they like they have six wings, right? And they cover their they cover their face with two you know two wings. They cover their body with two wings. They fly with two wings. And they're called the burning ones. They have one job throughout all of eternity. They have one job. They look at God, cover their face and cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They look at God again. They cover their face. And every time they look at God, it's just this fresh worship. They just burn for God because of how amazing he is. Our God. It's almost like turning, I always compare it like this, like turning a diamond. What makes a diamond so special is you can turn the diamond, you see a new facet of it every time you turn it. It has a new sparkle, it has a new shine, it has something where the light hits it, it shines, and you keep seeing new parts to it. It's like God will be able to turn the diamond forever. Mm. He'll, he, can, he can show a newness of himself for eternity. And so these creatures will worship the Lord forever, never growing tired of it, mm -hmm. only always burning for God. And then, and th now what's the crazy part is we're made in God's image. And we wonder if we even want to go to church <laughs> oh, and man. worship, right? Like yeah. talk about, talk about a disconnect, right? Like <laughs> of, of who God is versus our relationship with him. But yeah, so like, so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, see, we're getting a down payment of that, literally a piece mm -hmm. of the Lord mm -hmm. moving in us, making us aware of his presence. Amen. That's good. You know, he's for anyone who's struggling with understanding the Holy Spirit, ask yourself, what are you trying to understand? Are you trying to understand him fully so that you can say that I understand fully? If so, ask yourself if maybe there's some pride in that because you, you feel like something part of you is missing that you can't fully understand something. Or are you just saying, I, I just don't understand and I don't know where to begin and I'm just running away? Then ask yourself, why the fear? Because you just approach him and he is approachable. And he makes himself approachable to you. You just, again, I, I fall back on this. I feel like I take for granted what God has taught me. And I don't know how to explain it, but how do you explain the unexplainable? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you one example. And of course, this isn't all encompassing, but I, I, I asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive that and you open your mouth and other language comes out without you thinking about it, mm -hmm. to me, that was the, the proof. Anytime, yeah. anytime yeah. that I lack, yeah. anytime that I fall my find myself lacking faith or anything, it's like I I stop immediately and say, okay, that that's unexplainable and it's real, 
And that's my proof that 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 my little peanut feeble brain needs to remember, no, this is real. And and if there if there's anyone watching this that has any doubt about the Holy Spirit, ask, prepare your heart and ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you and he are ready, he will reward you with that. And then from that moment on, you'll never doubt again. Isn't that the truth? Wow. Yeah. You know, I guess I could compare trying to live without an understanding or even seeking an understanding of the Holy Spirit. It'd be like trying to drive your car with no air in the tires. You can do it. You can get to where you're going, but it's going to take you a long time to get there. and It's not going to be fun. But when you put those air in the tires, man, you fly in. You're free. It feels good. It feels good to pump up the air in your tires. You feel like you got a brand new car. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what it's like when you have the Holy Spirit and you you got a even just a tiny mustard seed understanding of who he is. It's just like having brand new air in the tires. Well, you know, I heard it explained yesterday or today earlier at some point. I, I was listening to uh, somebody minister on YouTube and they explained it like like this. They said, when you when you go and, and you buy a house, you don't have to ask them to throw the bathroom in. You don't have to ask them to throw the living room in, like or or the garage. When you buy the house, you buy the house, you know, and 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 the bathroom comes with it. It's it's a part of the house. You know, the 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 living room is it's a part of the house. Like when you buy the house, like somebody's not just gonna rip the the living room off and and take it with them. You know, it, it's a part of the house. And and so that's one thing that that we've got to remember. Like this is all, it's 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 the house. You know, the 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 living room comes with it. The bedroom comes with it. The garage comes with it. Whatever the case is, you're buying the house, and all the pieces that go with it. So the Holy Trinity, you know, like when when you know when we're when we believe in the Lord and we accept, you know, Jesus is our Savior. We're accepting the Holy Spirit with it, mm. mm -hmm. and you can't separate it. Like 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 you guys have been talking about, it's the Trinity. You can't separate the Holy Spirit from Jesus from God. You can't separate that. It. It's yeah. all it's one package deal. Amen. And why would we want to separate it? Yeah. You know, like like yeah. Andrew Walmack always preaches. He said. The Holy Spirit is one centimeter away from your problem. Uh -huh. he, he said, if, like you, if, you've, if you've got cancer, if you're dying of cancer, or if you've got uh, a finance problem or whatever you've got, if you've got a, a marriage relationship problem, whatever, Andrew Walmack preaches, he said, the Holy Spirit's one centimeter away from your problem. It's, it's you that has to pray and in, in doing your part, which is which is uh, acting in faith, believing, and asking God for revelation on how to how to throw away the ruler, you know that was one one prophecy that God told me about. What was it a year or two ago? Throw away the ruler. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, the the Holy Spirit, God. God himself is one centimeter away, one one gnat's eyelash away from the from solving 
your problem, but you have to believe, you have to have faith, and you have to seek him. Think about any friend you've ever had. How? Why are they your friend? Well, because you bought into the whole package of that person, right? As a matter of fact, you almost feel betrayed if there's something they're hiding from you yeah. that you find out later, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We come to the Lord and we go, oh, here's the whole package. It includes the Holy Spirit. And we go, but we don't, we don't sure we can be your friend, Lord, if you help, if you hold on to that. So we would like you to change so yeah. we can accept you. Yeah, we're evangelicals. Uh, yeah. And and that's not uh that God's not doing that. You you have to accept oh, no. the whole package, right? Like to your point, Chad. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The whole package. Like God's not changing who he is mm. for the sake of humanity feeling better mm. about him mm-hmm. or somehow saying, well, when you change God, then I can accept you. That's that's not real relationship. And that's that's not real love and that's not real acceptance. And God requires that if we come to him, that we accept him for who he is and what he says. And it hmm. only makes sense to do so. He's the only one who's never lied. Right. He's the only one who is right. He's so he it makes sense that he would uh, have that uh, expectation of us. And I think I think that's why Jesus even talks to Nicodemus about this going back to John 3, right? Where he he looks at Nicodemus, he says, Nicodemus, you can't stay in the state you're in. You have to be born again. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so there has to be this encounter because Nicodemus is not going to understand. He's not going to receive from the Holy Spirit. He's not going to receive anything of God except he received God. Except he actually accept the Lord, who he is, every part of him, in every way, except what he sees in front of him, right? And and Nicodemus wasn't sure he was willing to do that. But Jesus didn't change himself. He didn't change the Holy Spirit. He didn't change who he was for the sake of Nicodemus being saved. God's not like lowering some standard of who he is or changing him himself for the sake of us somehow just coming into the kingdom. Now, we have to receive him as he is. Hmm. absolutely yeah he's not going to change for us Mm -mm. and we can't base it off of our feelings and that's tough yeah oh yeah we we're we're carnal people we live by our feelings this is how i feel god god don't you know this is this is how i feel how dare you god (laughs) oh yeah yeah oh i understand wow and I, think well, that's... I, I think I would ask that question of people like, I think I would ask this question, like, has God shown you enough goodness? Like, again, think about like friendship or think about, think about marriage. When you get married, do you know every single thing about that person when you get married? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're taking on faith that you know them well enough that you want them in your life and, and you're pretty sure you're committed to that the rest of your life. You're doing the same thing with the Lord. You're you're taking on faith that you've seen enough of him that you have reasonable explanation in your life to go, you know what? What he says is true. And so all the other stuff that's going to come with it, I'm going to trust that it's going to be okay, that it's going to be right, that it's going to be true, that it's going to be right. Yeah, you you the assumption is that if God has shown us enough 
that we can take those next steps to go all the way. And I, and I, it's my opinion that if we read the scripture, I think he has clearly shown that. I think he's clearly shown to us a faith yeah. that is reasonable, that would make sense that, yes, what he says about me being a sinner and I need a savior is clearly correct. And therefore, you know, you kind of take the whole package, but you must take the whole package. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because he's shown you enough to where you should be able to go, you know what? But I have faith to know that the if this part of the package looks like this, man, the rest of it is just as good. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing you've been talking about recently, Robert, is in, in both of you really is kingdom principles. And, and so the Holy Spirit fits into this. You know, God God works in certain ways, and the Holy Spirit is is very much a part of the way that God works. You know, like Phil was talking about in the Old Testament. Well, the Holy Spirit came upon these different people in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. You know, well, you know, the beauty of it today is we, we don't have to stand around and wait. It's here. It's and that's the difference. Mm. The Holy Spirit is just constantly is swimming in us and around us. I mean, it's it's here. All around this, it's not just making an occasional appearance. I mean, yeah. it's like radio waves, man. It's like if if we tune into that frequency, it's talking all the time, twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, he is. Amen. You know, every single one of us, the three of us here, have come out of a past that I, I know I don't like to talk about mine. I don't know about you guys. But we are where we are because of the Holy Spirit. So right now, there's somebody who's listening who's saying, I'm not you guys. There's no way I can get there. Yes, you can. If if I had enough time, I'd tell you about my four years in college, and you'd be like, whoa, him? Yeah, me. But God turned me around. He changed me. He washed me. He cleansed me. And the Holy Spirit is the one who did it. Mm -hmm. and, and he's doing it every day. I am more today than I was yesterday, but I'm not increasing. I'm decreasing. He's increasing in me. And mm -hmm. so what you're seeing is the Holy Spirit coming out of all of us. And it can happen for you too. Well, we're far from perfect. We've all kind of given, given our stories at different yeah. points on, on yeah. this, on this program. And so, yeah, we're far from perfect and we've got a long way to go. But the Holy Spirit's the one that gets us there. And the Holy Spirit's the one that's brought us this far, yeah. you know. He's yeah. our guide. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I wish we could talk more and more and more about him. But unfortunately, we're out of time. Next, There's always next week. <laughs> uh, there's yep. always next week. That's right. You know, we're starting off. It's almost New Year's by the time this is airing. And. You know, what a time to talk about a time for everything under the sun. You know, we can we can continue this topic. We certainly can. Mm -hmm. That's right. So while we're short on sunlight, we need to seek the sunlight. Hey, ooh, ah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that today. I was like, man, you know, it's just it was a cloudy day things just things just aren't going very well it's a lot of battle in the spiritual realm this year and things aren't going very well and and uh i was like man you know 
uh, it's just not going very well. And I'm sitting here giving God the play-by-play, just like I've, <laughs> we talk about on here that we shouldn't do. And I'm giving God the play-by-play, like, God, this has gone wrong, and this has gone wrong, and da-da-da. And, and he's just sitting there shaking his head like, did, do you think I didn't see that? Yeah. But this is where, and I think Phil posted, for people who have Facebook, Phil posted an awesome Facebook post. So go to Phil Bliss's Facebook page. He posted this awesome uh, thing about if you're struggling this time of year, he gives some good advice from Paul. Mm-hmm. So Philippians 4, 8. Yep. All right, guys. Well, fantastic as always. Don't you think? Yeah. Great episode. Right. Yes. And mm-hmm. happy new year, everyone. And we will see you in the new year. Yes. All right. Have a good evening. Good night.